Embrace, embrace, embrace. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Hello and welcome to episode number 59. And, you know, Fletcher, I think, said it best at the beginning of that intro, which is the whole world's going to shit, Larry. There you go. Yes. We called this well over a year ago. Yeah. Our last show was was the election show. It was indeed. Yeah. Things. Uh, I'll say a couple of my predictions were spot on. I said that AOC would get back in. I knew that. Yeah, that wasn't even close. I mean, sadly. Close. Sadly. Um, well, the squad grew. Squad grew. Mm. Yeah. People but, like the uh, the lunatics on the left. Mm hmm. And uh, there'd, there'd be fuckery in Arizona, which there was. So 20% of our machines aren't working, but we're working on them. Oh, good. Yeah. And yeah. believe the results. That's. Yeah. I don't know yeah. how. Yeah. So. I mean, can you believe that we are sitting here? I mean, I know we did the show on Tuesday and this is Monday. So we're six days after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are still double digits in the house races that haven't been called. Mm-hmm. How is that yeah. even possible with the technology that mm-hmm. we have? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and then that does not instill a sense of accuracy in what they're doing. Yeah, I'd say that's correct. Um, well, it's uh, it's pretty fucked up. It really is. It really, really is. Yeah. No other way to say it in Chicago this weekend. 20 wounded, five killed. So, I mean, it was, to be fair, getting down into the 30s. So the those numbers will go down a little now. Yeah, but doesn't, I mean, um, that other thing, the uh, the football guy shooting there in, uh, where is it, Virginia? Yeah. It just happened. So there's, you could, you could kind of sort of throw that into the mix to bring the numbers up. The weather's still nice, though, in Virginia. Oh, okay. I mean, Chicago, once it gets cold, nobody wants to go out. Not even to shoot your, <laughs> shoot your friends or... Uh, gang enemies yes the colder it gets yeah you don't want to do a drive-by and it's harder to do the drive-by because not as many people are standing around on the street when yeah when the temperatures come down yeah and they're they're all you know they're probably very bundled up so you gotta use a little higher caliber ammo or something (laughs) right well if they were what about uh what about uh i mean are you like are you speaking of ammo are you stocking up now that squatters can uh sit in your house and all that all that horrible shit that uh, was on the ballot i assume is now law well it was already mm. passed and it goes into oh. effect on january 1st if something isn't done as of yet oh. nothing has been done has anybody talked about doing something or everybody's jake with this except for you there's uh <laughs> There's a few people. There's a few politicians in the area that are absolutely. We played the clip of one. The guy's name is mm. Keith Pacow, who is a mayor 
of one of yeah. the towns around here. Mm-hmm. And he ran for something else and of course didn't win because he's he's rational and makes sense. So of course, oh, if you go for the yeah. higher uh yeah. then the Illinois it's, it's a bad idea. Sure. But he was the one that's like, you know, the cops aren't gonna be able to do anything. This is the worst possible law anybody can ever have. And to be ready for it is mm. all you can really do in his fear, which yeah. I think we would both predict, which is the minute the average person feels like the police cannot help them with the problem, they take the law into their own hands and more violence will ensue. That's that sounds logical. Yeah. And maybe that's what they want. Maybe. Maybe they want a bunch of white guys to be able to, you know, shoot somebody on their property so they can put them in jail because we know they don't put the black guys in jail. Maybe that's what they're going for. I don't know. We don't know. But it's um, definitely. I want to know, though. When I read about this, this uh, school shooting, the college thing in Virginia, you know, nobody, nobody identified the, the gun, which gun, you know, climbed out of a club box or a closet somewhere and grew like a transformer. It grew arms and legs and, and shot those three dudes. Which gun did that? That's what I want to know. Probably not an AR-15 if it wasn't mentioned. That's usually the one they like to mention. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, more interesting with a lot of these violent crimes that are happening and there's not a lot of people trying to get the information i follow bill o'reilly and one of the things he tries to do when you have these weekends like chicago has or they have a mass shooting you know in new york he wants to know who are the victims and nobody will ever give him a demographic breakdown on the victims which means all the victims are black too Hmm. when it comes to these crimes in chicago and new york it is black on black, but they don't want to mention that. But I mean, if I don't know, I don't understand living in those communities and still voting for the people in. They're like, ah, defund the police. You guys are fine. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, I understand why publicly you'd come out and be like, well, you know, snitches. Are, it's a really bad idea in some neighborhoods in Chicago. So you don't want to be that person. Mm-hmm. But when you go in privately to vote. Why are you voting for people that are not doing anything to help your situation at all? Because they listen to Joey. Everybody's listening to Joey and Joey says, save the democracy. <laughs> right. Because the Democrats right. are like, yeah, we're the ones hoisting the freedom flag. No, not so much. But people did obviously buy because I was absolutely expecting a red wave of sorts. I wasn't expecting. Were you really? What, you know, I wasn't thinking that everything was going to be a blowout, Mm -hmm. but I did think they were going to end up taking control of the House and Senate. And the fact that they they don't even know yet who's got control of the House is the most concerning out of all of it. And you know what? I'm kind of glad that the whole Georgia thing is going to be a moot point because I'm tired of that issue, Mm. which is everybody in the country votes. And then they're like, oh, well, Georgia needs a runoff. And all of a sudden, everybody puts a billion dollars into Georgia and pays attention to stupid races that nobody should give a crap about anyway. Mm. And I don't even think they should have, you know, in those kind of cases where it's like the balance of power in the Senate lies in the balance that should never be put into the hands of one state. Just Mm. never. 
It should never be known. It's like uh, you need to you need to figure out a better way to do this so that on election night somebody wins. This concept of well, you need to get fifty percent or more, and the person only got forty nine point nine nine, so it's runoff time. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I I wasn't I was not expecting a red wave. Um, not that I'm so smart, but uh, the you know the the core issue here people people blame a chinless Mitch McConnell, and he certainly you know shares some uh, some culpability with his uh, throwing money to Alaska. Oh, <laughs> I other, think other yeah. places where it was more more needed. However, that said. Um, you know, Mark Levin, same thing. They're not addressing the the uh, the elephant in the room, and that is the fact that the laws have been configured to uh, to to uh, um, bias the vote uh, the Democratic way with this early voting, with ballot harvesting, all this shit. And I said this before: is what have they done? What has the right done to stop that nonsense and say, hey, there's there's election day? And other than, you know, people out of the country, service members, and very, in very few uh, instances or exceptions, uh, you get your ass to a poll and right. pull a lever. You don't get to mail in. And, and, and there's early voting. Let's, let's start. Why don't we start voting for 2020-24 today? Right. Why wait? Right. You know, early bird. Get up. Everybody, early bird gets the, gets the candidate, right? Let's fucking do it now. That's where they want to go with this. Um, there were 600,000 votes, I think, in already in, in Pennsylvania. For uh, gibbering Frankenstein before he, I think he even had his stroke. I mean, it's absurd. It's absolutely absurd. And unless that gets changed, nothing will change. Nobody's going to, the landscape will remain exactly as it is now. Right. And I think a vast majority of the shenanigans are happening with the mail in votes. I don't think there's any question about that. And the only place that seemingly did anything to shore up, and maybe there were places that I've missed, but if they were, they were few and far between, but Georgia shored up their voting laws and they're headed to a runoff. So at least the Republicans still kind of had a chance because it was close enough to go to a runoff, but they also had record turnout, which was amazing because, you know, the whole problem with these new horrible racist laws in Georgia, which says, you know, you have to prove who you are to be able to vote was that it was going to cause voter suppression, but it seems they still had record turnout. So I don't know how that how works. That? How does that work? Well, I mean, the one that really got it right, of course, is Florida. Oh, yeah. And you look at, I mean, last time DeSantis just squeaked in past his uh, his opponents, and this time he had an t- incredible 20-point lead, which I don't care how many people have moved into Florida from uh, New York and California. It's not enough to make that kind of a difference. And what he did was he 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 turned back the clock to when Mail-in voting was just sort of an option for those who actually needed it. And presto, look what happened. Look what happened. Well, he had a platform, something that the Republicans otherwise are kind of missing. Oh, yeah. Both sides kind of seem to be running on, hey, well, we're not them. And that, yeah. that's not a good way to go. I think that DeSantis actually had a platform. I mean, I'm still convinced the Republicans could have really swept up if they would have come out with this abortion issue, which seemingly had a much bigger weight on how people voted than any rational person would have guessed. But if the Republicans would have come out and said, look, we're not trying to shut down you getting an abortion in Illinois, California, New York, that's just not the case. These are just scare tactics. This is a state by state basis. So as long as you keep voting, in your state for the people that you want, then you will be fine. Mm-hmm. 
And that, I think, would have gone a long way because I do believe that people are just totally ignorant of the law and think this was somehow a Republican thing. It's like the Supreme Court did not do the Republicans any favors by making this an issue this time oh, around. No, they, they absolutely tanked. They tanked the election for them. No yeah. question. No doubt. So it's like the Republicans, but they didn't come out and get in front of it with. No. Let us explain to you what this I have, did not see one republican lawmaker come out and make a case this is what this actually means again if you're in illinois ella you know don't worry about it if you're in new york don't yeah. worry about it yeah, but even at that i don't think that the, the 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 democrats are very good about um inventing or highlighting visceral issues yes and, they and get the emotional things going exactly you know and um <clears throat> excuse me that's that's really what they're good at so so most people just hear Look at look at what they were screaming. All of them, democracy is on the ballot. Right? The fuck did that mean? Absolutely nothing, nothing. But but millions obviously said, yeah, well, we go save our democracy. I'm going to vote that way. It wasn't an issue. It was never at issue. And and the, the Republicans don't know how to do that. They just don't. They start with facts and figures and shit. Most people don't want to hear that. They they want to have their their. Uh, their 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 emotions tweaked. That's right. what they're looking for. And there's no question about it. The emotional bias you get somebody with that facts and figures do not matter. They don't. Which rational people, this is a really hard thing when you get into a debate with somebody and they just don't care about your facts and figures that you could prove. They don't care. Of course. They're riled up. Of course. Well, you know, Joey. You know, ask anybody who voted for Joey. Why'd you vote for Joey? Well, he's a, he's a decent man. The fuck does that mean? <laughs> Quantify that for, show me, show me a graph of decent. So how does that work? Uh, is it somewhere between right. sniffing the hair of children yeah. or, right. uh, or fondling, you know, somebody in your office, uh, whatever. Yeah. Right. But DeSantis, so, I mean, he's a guy that actually seems like he has an idea of what's going on. I do have a, just a quick clip of him. Cause this was like you said, the you only know. about the only bright side. For okay. the Republican Party. We have embraced freedom. We have maintained law and order. We have protected the rights of parents. And we reject woke ideology. We fight the woke in the legislature. We fight the woke in the schools. We fight the woke in the corporations. We will never, ever surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die. Yeah. Florida is where woke goes to die. Now there's a bumper sticker for you. Big time. Big time. That's see that's smart electioneering. That's smart. Guy's good. He's smart. How's He's able work? to rile up his base. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what areas even know what woke is. I mean, people throw that around all the time. Yes. But I mean, it should have, if you understand the negative aspect of it, it doesn't matter what side you're on. It should scare you that you know, the people in charge of social media are silencing voices based upon opinions rather than, you know, and just labeling them hate speech rather than actually, you know, doing something violent. Right. It's like the exchange of ideas was totally shut down over the last six years, which I think we talked about on the last episode. I think this is why everybody is really afraid of Elon, because he can change that a bit by letting mm-hmm. Twitter kind of get more back to the center, mm-hmm. which is really all I want. 
I don't think all the people on the left should be, you know, thrown off the site. I don't think all the people on the right should be thrown off the site. Let the open dialogue happen. And the problem is the people on the left don't even want the open dialogue, but that's, I don't even know if most people understand that's what the woke mob is like. Well, somebody yeah. has a different idea and like they dare. A lot of them are religious ideas. Yes. You know, this is how we started out with all of this hate speech when it was, you know, I uh, own a bakery and I don't want to make a cake for a gay wedding, but I mean, I wish you well, I'm not going to try to stop you. And I just don't yeah. want to make the cake for it. And that was like, Oh, they're hate. Well, I have an, ex- I have a suggestion for Musk. <laughs> Elon, if I you're listening, call in, if you're listening, bubble, uh, and listen, if you, uh, if you embrace and adopt this, I do expect some type of uh, a commission. Okay. More than a cookie. Maybe a um, Tesla. Or do you want, maybe you don't, no, want I don't I really don't no, keep the car. I really, really don't want one of those cars. No, no, I'll, t- I'll take a, I'll take a one percentage of whatever revenue comes in. Thanks to this. That'll, that'll be fine. Um, I think that he, uh, what he should do is split Twitter into three separate platforms. There should be red, blue, and the battle zone. And that's really when you, when you want to get an echo chamber and be with your, your homies and your pals, you just log on to one of the, either of the colors. And then when you want to roll up your sleeves and, you know, break some jaws and crack some heads, you go in there. And the, and the, the, the set, the, the battleground one will not accept advertisers subscription only. And the others will, how the fuck can you lose? That would be, I mean, you don't even need different logins. Just click which no, one, click, just which click one. Exactly. You want. Yeah, correct. And boom, problem solved. It'll clean up, you know, Avoid, you don't have to see all of the scary things the other exactly. political side is saying. Unless you click into the battle zone, then, you, then you're in the middle of the mosh pit. Yeah. That makes sense because that is how we have always communicated as humans. You didn't, you know, you weren't, yes. you'd go out and you'd know there were play. If you're just sitting there at the ball game with your buddies, you're probably not mm-hmm. getting into a political argument. Correct. Twitter has made that a little bit different. Social media overall has made that a little bit different. And the fact yeah. that. People are just so disengaged with the news as a whole. It's unfortunate, but the social media has way more effect than I think people realize on what people think, how they vote. Oh, absolutely. No question about it. It's like you can give people some extra credit. You know, if they actually spend time in the other zone, then maybe, you know, you give them a discount because they're learning something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's like it would make sense. So that's what he needs to, you know, call it Twitter three or something and broom the bird and make it a, a three tiered numeral three or whatever. And presto, he's in business. Well, he's going to figure out the best way for people to do person to person payments, I believe. And that's or where that. he's going to make his money. Yeah. Because almost everybody's got a Twitter account. I know not everybody, but almost everybody. But uh, why been. would you do that? I mean, isn't that that's that sort of that that markets uh, that vacuum has been filled by any number of PayPal's and Venmos and uh, you well, know, you remember who, he started who, PayPal, so I mean, then he sold it. Did to he me. start? Pa- yeah, did he really? Yeah, I thought that was uh, Jack Dorsey started PayPal. I, I think, think it was Musk. Dorsey maybe bought it or was something into it, but Musk was one of the guys or the really? guy that started it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Unless I'm totally missing something, and the trolls, I'm sure, will jump right in, but. Uh, I think that's where he really got his start. Wow. I didn't know that. But it's the, he wants that one magic app that is your social media. It Mm -hmm. is your payment app. It is your 
how you communicate, you know, with your friends and family privately. It's the one app that'll beat all is, is what I think he's going for. And we all know that where the money is will be from the transferring of funds. If you're, if you're out to lunch with a buddy and oh here, okay, everybody chip in, just throw some money via the Twitter app. Yeah. He knows how to make money. There's no question There's no I think about that. I think he's, he's already yeah. done a lot of stuff. And he, he posted something that said, Hey, you know what? In the near future, we're going to be trying some really crazy stuff on Twitter. Some of it will work. Some of it will fail horribly. Mm-hmm. Good attitude. I think so. Why not? Why not use it as yeah. a Petri dish? Yeah. It's like, okay, some things may horribly fail, but when the, uh, when the platform started, Twitter had no idea what they were doing. There was no concept of the hashtag users came up with that. There was no oh, yeah. concept that you could direct message people privately and all of this. This was mm-hmm. all stuff that the users were like, you know, one either started doing themselves with things like the hashtag or they kind of start going, Hey, can we, maybe we could do this. This is, we can make it better by doing this. Mm-hmm. So give the uh, users Give all the little, uh, you know, hamsters a few different features and see which ones run on the wheel and which ones don't. And you know what works and what doesn't. But the concept of advertising driving Twitter has always been a farce. There's, oh, yeah. there's just no money. There, nobody wants ads when they're scanning through their social media timeline. Mm-hmm. The concept that you can make it a pay service, it's very much to me. And a lot of people are going nuts and I don't get it because I hate watching ads. And I know I can block the YouTube ads when I'm on my desktop, but uh, oh my God, they're coming for you, Larry. They're coming for you. They sent it. There they are. Either they're, they're zeros or uh, stukas. I don't know which, but it does. It sounded like an old airplane uh, yeah. going right overhead, which you're like, you got the duck, duck, get away. I don't know. You strafe me. Got to watch out, man. Uh, what was I saying now? I, I'm just, that was totally took me out of what I was thinking that. I was a little, like, that's a loud plane coming in. I'm like, at first, I'm that's, like, is that here? I'm like, no, it's, it's no, that's LA. Yeah. They changed the flight patterns. I never used to hear plane. Now it's like constant, really annoying. Another reason to get the fuck out of here. Yes. But okay. On YouTube, I can't on what I'm watching content on my Roku so I can watch it on the big screen. Mm-hmm. You can't block the ads. So I gave in and paid the 1199 a month or whatever it is. Really? To YouTube, you know, slash Google, just so I never get ads mm. when watching YouTube videos. Mm. So if I'll do that for YouTube, it's like, what's eight bucks? If you get rid of ads on Twitter, and I know they're not totally getting rid of it, but if enough people were to subscribe, then it could be. Yeah. But getting rid of the ads and being allowed to post longer form content, to me, it seems like it's worth it. I know a lot of people are like, ah, who wants the blue check mark? I'm like, I don't care about the blue check mark, but some of the other stuff I kind of want. I want to be able to post longer content and I want to see less ads and not be hassled. And mm-hmm. people that use Twitter a lot, which everybody's pointing out, uh, Dave, what's his name? Dave Rubin from the Rubin Report. Right. Because we have a clip. Um, actually, most of my clips came from his show, which was great. It's like he did a show. That was nothing but like blasting Biden and AOC and Whoopi Good. Goldberg. So I'm like, hey, this is great. This guy's going out and finding the clips for me. Yeah. Was this on Rumble? Where'd you pick these up? This was off YouTube. I was so, I mean, it's interesting. Okay. You know, he's not totally being uh, silenced, mm-hmm. but Whoopi had gone off 
on Twitter. And I could probably be a good time to play that clip, but you know, he followed it up with, you know, I'm listening to this and he's like, as I'm listening to this, I'm looking up her net worth and it's like, she's worth 600 million. Yeah. But of course it's going to complain about the $8 a month, which is always, Mm. you know, a little bit interesting, but this, I mean, this kind of goes along with what we're saying. So if you want me to stop at any given time, just, just holler. So it has been a little over a week since Elon Musk took over Twitter and the place is a, it's a mess. So it's already a mess. It's a mess because it's not all her side. Right. Because in one week, in one week, it's become a mess. It's a mess. This is another case where if this was actually journalism or anybody else on the idiotic view, they'd be like, well, how's this week different than the week before, before Elon took it over? And Whoopi would be like, I don't know. I don't know. Just is. Uh Uh-huh. He's a decent man. (laughs) He's already called back some of the workforce. He fired a few days ago. He's putting his. Is that true? I heard her say that. I heard this clip, but is that true? I believe some employees that was true. Okay. I don't know exactly how the firing went. I mean, there was a massive amount of people fired. So I can believe if this was some kind of automated system, which I believe it was like you got the email that said you're no longer because really, do you have enough time? If you're firing like 30,000, 50,000, I don't even know how many people this is, but if you're firing tens of thousands of people, do you really have the time to do it face to face? No, I think it was 3,500. I think there's like a little over 7,000 in total. So that was about the halfway mark. And I think it was done by email and that's good. So maybe there were some glitches. Maybe there were mistakes. Maybe people got, you know, or it's also possible that some of the people that they decided they would rather keep than fire went, ah, fuck you. I don't want to work for you. And they went, okay. Hmm. So we're going to need to fill those spots again. So maybe, yeah. Yeah. You know, okay. it, it, what, I can see where it would be a mess and rightfully so, because this is what happens when a company restructures. It has nothing to do with who is buying the company, whether they are liberal or conservative. When you realize, as I believe we mentioned on the last show, the number was Twitter was losing four million dollars a day. Incredible. There's probably some people that are going to have to be fired at that point. Yes. Charge for blue check verification on hold. First, it was going to be $20. Now it's going to be $8. He also suspended Kathy Griffin for impersonating him on a parody account, uh, which has started a free Kathy hashtag to Trent. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I'm getting off. I'm yeah. getting off today because I just feel like you know, it's it's so messy, yeah. and I, I I'm tired of now having had certain kinds of attitudes blocked, and now they're back on. Yeah. And I just I'm gonna get out. I mean, right there, that admits exactly everything you need to know about the left. There were attitudes that were blocked, and if those right. attitudes aren't blocked, I'm out of here. Exactly. Yeah. That is the kind and tolerant and open left mm-hmm. people. Correct. And they claim that that's what they are. Like, no, no, we're the melting pot. We want to include everybody. Bullshit. Not in the least. It's like, that is exactly (laughs) it. It's like, well, no, we don't want those ideas. And then complaining again about the price. uh, And then, oh, I'm just this whole again. I'm taking my ball and going home. Rarely do people actually follow through and stick with it. And of course, she waffles a little bit then here. Oh, yeah. And if it settles down and I feel more comfortable. 
Yeah. Maybe I'll come back. But as of tonight, I'm done. With- yeah, maybe. So there's her out. Yeah, tonight they- I'm done. Tomorrow's another day. Fix everything, Larry. I'll come back. But then if not, I'm gone. I'm whoopy and they need me on Twitter and I'm gone. Yeah. Taking my 600 mil and skating. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Like it's just another liberal who cannot fight for their side with words and logic because then you stick around. I mean, this again, this concept of, oh, I don't like that. There are certain ideas that are that are being allowed. It's like that's. Do you not hear yourself when you say that and how easy it became for things to be considered hate speech? Again, if you're, you know, a good Catholic boy and you're like, you know, I I really don't care what you do, but, you know, I'm against gay marriage. Well, then you're hateful. Well, no, I'm not trying to stop you. I'm just like, I don't think it's right. But that doesn't mean I'm going to tell you you can't do it. I mean, you live your life. I live mine. How about that? We don't have to agree on everything. Yes, you do. (laughs) This is the problem, right? Mm-hmm. This is the new problem. And I don't even know how this came to be as a thing. This concept that everybody has to be in lockstep on one side, but it makes a lot of sense because the schools yeah. are not teaching critical thinking anymore. They're teaching how to be a good little brain dead kid. Ooh, yeah, sure. And it's always in the vocabulary because when we were kids, the word was tolerance. You don't like what they're doing. Well, okay. You know, they can do it. You don't have to like it, but you got to sort of tolerate it unless they're, you know, driving right. a railroad spike into your head with a right. masonry mallet. But on the other hand, but that's changed. You you never, you never hear that word anymore. The word that replaced it is embrace. Yes. Embrace and support. You have but- to embrace. If you don't embrace and support, you're a fucking whatever. You're a phobic. You're a racist, whatever it is. Yeah. Right. It is not enough to not be a racist if you're not fighting for equality you know or equity or whatever term they're using yes it's like well no that's not true Mm -hmm. again this concept that everybody should be able to live their own life that's democracy joey (sighs) but no no everybody has to do exactly the same thing and everybody has to embrace the lgbtq community everybody has to embrace all the drugs and everything that people want to do and we just have to ignore the fact that a lot of it is completely detrimental to the health of children and adults throughout the country. Take that vaccine. Take mm-hmm. that mRNA. Do it. Well, and a lot of that stuff that was silenced in the era before Elon Musk on Twitter was stuff that all turned out to be, be true. true. Yes. But yet you still constantly see this. They're still flogging that shit. It's just mind blowing. It's mind blowing how they've managed to to stonewall the truth about that. Still, I, I guarantee you, there are hundreds of millions of people in this nation that don't know to this day that those vaccines neither prevent infection nor transmission. I guarantee that's a stone fact. Hundreds of millions. Yeah. Well, both sides are very much dug in. Because yeah. I'll still make the case on the other side. There's a lot of people who believe that the heart issues, myocarditis and all that are only caused by the vaccine and not from people that are contracting the virus. And, you know, it's just as bad, but it's because nobody believes anything that they hear. And it is nearly impossible to get good information. Yeah. Which just leaves confusion when there's confusion. That's when people can swoop in mm-hmm. and sell you. That's I mean, in the old days. You'd get like, you know, uh, you know, Uncle Jimmy snake oil. They'll go from town to town. And sell it to you. Well, that's what we're buying now. Overall, 
from politicians and shucksters and all that, because where do you go? I mean, I thought it was hilarious when Elon Musk said he would like, and I mean, it's not bad to want to be, but he's like, I, you know, would really like for Twitter to be the most accurate place of information in the world. And it's like, but there's no way that can ever be because that's, there's, there's, there's people that's so that's of course where there are people, there is disinformation. Twitter is always going to have multiple people. Now, if you had a, you know, if you had a Twitter or a platform like that, which was only accredited doctors or scientists or people with whatever specialty they may have, I would give them more weight, but you, you still know they're no, not. No, no, that's, that's what Twitter, Twitter was. You had, you had an endless stream from all the authorities, from Joey, from Fauci, from Burks, from Borla at Pfizer. And it was all, we're the experts. Trust us. We are, in Fauci's words, I am the science. Yes. Science is me. Well, the problem okay? was. That's what we had were. for like two, we had like two goddamn years. Yes. And if you, if you, if you contradicted them, boom, you know, you were either, you were either shut down or there was a label slapped on you. This is misinformation. This is unproven. Here's a fact checker. Blah, 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 right. blah, blah. Okay. So. And that's you know, where that's the bullshit comes in because there were a lot of doctors who were shut up. Hey, yes, there were. You know, and that's again where the problem is when you're choosing one side. Now, if you had a platform that was like all doctors could make their case and both sides were there, then you might actually learn something. But the then minute you you're like, well, wait, no, that one side saying this thing. Oh, that's so dangerous. We can't even let people hear that. It's like, that's mm. that is very, I mean, it's very much 1984. And oh. for people not to be able to realize that and for people to embrace that is still scary to me. Sure it is. But a lot of people love that. They love it. It makes their life easier, I think. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really what a lot of this is, because we have a bunch of people now who grew up on the everybody gets a trophy mm -hmm. and you're not going to be rated based upon your education or your smart. So everybody has to be you know, treated equally. Mm -hmm. And this is the only way is to have the one almighty voice telling you what the right thing is, because nobody was taught how to actually think for themselves. People, people, most people really don't want choices. I mean, look, look at the restaurant business. Who's king of the hill? Fucking McDonald's. What are there? Three things in the menu. <laughs> well, yeah, really? as Steve Martin pointed out years ago, it's all made by the same stuff. So, I mean, yeah, all the same ingredients, but I get it. There's a lot of people, you know, and I give my wife crap about this all the time as just a joke because it's like, oh, what do you want for breakfast? I don't care. Never once is it like I want bacon and eggs or let's just do oatmeal. Let's do, it's always just like, I don't care. And it's just like, you, you just make it. It's like, it's that mentality. It's like, no, no, you have to have at least every now and then an opinion. Uh-huh. Yes. A preference. Uh -huh. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm not saying I'm going to make that for you. I mean, that's the joke as well. <laughs> it's like, what do you want for breakfast? Well, I'd like French toast. And it's like, well, no, no, you're, you're getting oatmeal because you know, I'm the one that cooks, which is a great way to not have your spouse poison you is for you to be the one that cooks. Yeah. It's insane. By the way, you know, I, we kind of like to do the Sunday big breakfast routine, you know, and uh, usually there's a place uh, a couple miles away and four of us could sit down there, eat pretty well, you know, big breakfast, waffles or pancakes or eggs over and bacon and home fries and you know, the whole, whole shooting match. Sounds It'd good. be maybe, I don't know, 40, 45 bucks, something like that. <laughs> the last time we went there, we didn't order any more than we regularly do. It was 70 bucks for breakfast for four people. I mean, wow. come on. Yeah. 
I don't know what it's like in Chicago, but that's LA. Well, we met a, uh, one of my buddy, Tom, who died a few years ago, we met his wife, haven't seen her in a while. Mm. And we went to lunch at one of uh, Ditka's places out here. And she's still alive. I think so. I think the coach okay. is still around. All right. And they're famous. They got pot roast nachos. We had a small pot roast nachos and uh, some very good habanero wings with a nice dry rub on them. Mm. And then everybody ended up having a corned beef sandwich, which were fantastic. I will say, I mean, lots of meat and nobody drank. We were just all drinking iced tea and the bill was 110 bucks. So for sandwiches and a couple appetizers yeah. and iced tea. Yeah. For three people, 110 bucks. That's, that's about the average now. Yeah. I mean, it was good. I mean, it was better than McDonald's. I'll give you that, but sure. It's like, who can afford to go out with regularity? Mm -hmm. I mean, Elon Musk can, but beyond, beyond that, (laughs) beyond that. But uh, Joey was asked about Elon because, you know, now it's really scary. Did you remember anybody ever talking about Jack Dorsey? No. Or the other people involved. Were there did you ever hear the, the media being like never? Not once. Yeah, it's amazing. Not like, once. nope, Mr. President, are you concerned that Jack Dorsey has all this control over uh, nobody gave a shit when it was Jack? No. But when it's Elon, they're worried. Mr. President, do you think Elon Musk is a threat to US national security? And should the US and with the tools you have investigate his joint acquisition of Twitter with foreign governments, which include the Saudis? Okay, so they're worried about the Saudis that are part uh, of this. It's like, what yeah. about the Russians? Wait, wait, wait come on. <laughs> we, so the wait. Russians get a pass? Get those fucking Russians in on this somehow. They must be. I think we're, I think maybe we are moving from the Russians to, to the, the Saudis. That's, you know, but we just did them like uh, not that long ago. We were, you know, basically we sort of blamed them kind of sort of for 9 11. That's only 20 years ago. Are they back in the rotation this fast? Yeah, the Khashoggi thing. Well, and also the LIV. I don't know if, the, if that's live or if, they, if it's LIV, the Gulf thing, which is yeah. the competition with the PGA, which is all yeah. Saudi backed and friends of Trump, of course. So, of course, the Saudis mm. have to be bad because they're friends of Trump. That's it. Oh, you just answered the mystery. Thank you. Yeah. But I will continue playing this. I just wanted to point out mm. that this was not edited. There's going to be some pauses from Joey. And I mean, mm. since uh, it's going to be a little while during those pauses, just you know, count out how long they are to yourself and then we'll come back. Okay. (laughs) I think that Elon Musk's cooperation and or technical relationships with other countries uh, is worthy of being looked at. Whether or not he is doing anything inappropriate, I'm not suggesting that. I'm suggesting that it's worth, worth being looked at. Uh, and uh, um, and uh, but that's all I'll say. There's a lot of ways. Uh, all right. So, I mean, at one point there was five seconds, I think I counted between oh, yeah. those. What an asshole. So, you know, he, he hasn't done anything wrong, but let's start digging around just to make sure he isn't. Yeah. It wow. might be worth looking into looking that. Let's look. Yeah. Let's get, get him a, get him a colonoscopy here with the FBI. <laughs> see what we can find. Right. It's not like, well, 
There have been some accusations that we right. have to look into. Nothing. Just for the fuck of it. Let's start digging. Maybe we should look in because why? And that, again, I, mean, I guess the fact that we can understand the words he, Joey was saying, we have to give him some credit. It just takes like five seconds between each word, which if you or I were trying to talk, <laughs> don't do like, <laughs> right. You know, it'd be like, be like, stop. What do you, what you it's like, how do you not come up with the yeah. words? Although I guess it's better than saying something you're not supposed to, but it's like, my goodness, that's uh but at least Joey lets us know we haven't dropped the signal because he's sort of, uh, he's heavy breathing and grunting between the words. So you know, we know he's still there. His, Which mind, is, might, his mind might have taken a cab, but the, the bag of bones are still at the podium. Yeah. And he's taken the, uh, the victory lap, which I think that may be your clip with, uh, yes, with Joey, Joey gloats. gloats. <laughs> yes. You know, I kind of get it because yeah. the reality is. When you go back and look at the midterm elections, almost like clockwork, the party that's in power, the party that holds the presidency, loses a lot of seats in mm -hmm. the midterms. Sure. And the Democrats did outperform this time. The only question is how and why. Are you going to run this clip now? Yeah. Is there any other okay. setup? Well, we I'll need? just say before I start, I, I, I called Adam and said, can I borrow your hotel desk clerk bell? <laughs> um, and he's graciously lent it to me. And so uh, what, what we're doing is uh, in the first, we're counting the, we're counting the usage of the word democracy. Ooh. And you'll, yeah. So uh, yeah, let it rip. Well, the democracy is important. Yeah. Well, we had an election yesterday. <laughs> And uh, it was a good day, I think, for democracy. And I think it was a good day for America. <clears throat> Excuse me, I have a little horse. Our democracy has been tested in recent years, but uh, with their votes, uh, the American people have spoken and proven once again that democracy is who we are. The states across the country uh, saw a record voter turnout. And the heart and soul of our democracy, the voters, the poll workers, the elected Stop. officials. So that's that's about four democracies in the first 30 seconds. Yeah, and that's what we're all about, you know, and there was no voter suppression. Joey's admitting this. I can't wait to yeah. Jean-Claude Jean-Pierre comes back out and says, oh, voter See? suppression. Yeah, yeah. But with this, but what's, you know, as you hear this thing go on, you'll, you'll notice they ha there's nothing. There isn't one good thing that Joey and his regime accomplished in the past two years. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And so before as in pre-election and now post, the only thing he can screech about, or I should say he doesn't screech, he kind of <laughs> chokes about, is, um, is democracy, which is a completely amorphous, meaningless, non-issue, right? Because some guy with a buffalo hat took an unguided tour of the Capitol on January 6th. Um, you got to say, it's really artful how these Cretans have crafted and disseminated the big lie, and people buy it. Which is exactly why. They see the little bits and pieces. Nobody's going to sit around for a 30 minute Joe Biden speech. Mm -hmm. I mean, you'd fall asleep, Yeah, but people will play these little clips and everything is clipped and it's all down to either creative editing or people just saying crazy stuff as we've made. I mean, I've been doing podcasts for a long time and when you're pulling stuff out, if you think, oh, this would be a funny line to start the show with, because people are going to be, wow, wow, why would they have said that? 
Right. It's not hard to grab a line totally out of context. And you run that clip for somebody and that's all they hear. I mean, this goes back to the Catholic high school teacher here in Chicago that was there teaching her students a lesson and actually spoke the N-word rather than saying the N-word and explaining why it was so abhorrent. But just because she said it had to be fired, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's again because you're taking things out of context. Like, nope, you just can't do that. It doesn't matter what context anything is in anymore. If you dare do the wrong thing, you will be punished. And if you listen to Joey, you're probably going to be punished. Uh, They uh, did their job uh, and they fulfilled their duty. Apparently without much uh, interference at all, without any interference, it looks like. Well, that's so surprising, isn't it? Yeah, without any interference. So so where are all those crazy... Um, uh, uh, domestic six bag of white people, the guys with the AR-15s who were watching the uh, the the ballot boxes and stuff. What did they, what happened to them? Weren't they out there in force, ready nope. to fuck the whole thing up? What happened to them, Joey? They didn't show up. Nobody tried to interfere with the counting. But we were told Imagine January six was just the beginning, and more was to come. Just the tip of the iceberg, right? Where that? Where is that? No. No, and uh, DigiGuru is pointing out Jack Dorsey never had anything to do with PayPal. He was only oh, a Twitter okay. guy, but Elon okay. did. But Elon did. Hmm. All right. But yeah, where was this threat to democracy? But this was the whole point they were able to push. Ever since January 6th, all of these investigations, all this stuff into Trump was there's more of this coming. This is why Trump can never be allowed to run again. There's more of this coming. There's more of this coming. There's going to be violence. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. This lunatic, even though he was all a nudist and on the left and all these forums, you know, I know he was into like QAnon and stuff, but the guy that attacked Paul Pelosi, not not a right winger at all, but it's the right wing's mm-hmm. fault, of course, for it. And I have a clip With- from AOC who blames violence on somebody else. It's great. Sure. sure. It's great. But yeah, I didn't see any violence at all on either side, which. Yeah. How'd that happen? Well, because the the left already has control of the ballot boxes, so they didn't need. What's the point? Uh-huh. And that's a testament, I think, to the American people. While we don't know all the results yet, at least I don't know them all yet. Uh, here's what we do know. While the press and the pundits are predicting a giant red wave, uh, it didn't happen. Stop. Uh, Okay, now this is uh, this is the drawback of audio only, but this is why I named this clip Joey Gloats because right there, there's his cockeyed smile, his fuck you smile, <laughs> and you know, there's not a, this is a I don't know two minute and something, maybe twenty minute, twenty second clip, not a syllable, not a syllable about unity, no. working together, nothing. It's all us and you. This this guy is fucking poison. He is absolute poison to this nation. He is the most polarizing, divisive prick ever to occupy that Oval Office. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, even though from his uh, inaugural inaugural speech, you still at that one? Yes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the inauguration. It's inaugural. The, uh, yeah. It's uh, there was. Oh yeah, we're gonna bring everybody together, and yeah. the never. Not even once. I mean, it's not no. even like you were pretending and came out no. with one speech like, hey, let's let's fold in the MAGA people because, you know, they're just concerned about their country as well. They're just thinking about this from a different point of view. And let's all get together and we can figure it out together. No, never no. once. You're right. No, never. 
because the MAGA people are scary. Mm-hmm. They're the kind that own guns. Yes. And might walk into the Capitol and stay between the velvet ropes. Yes. And I know you were somewhat miffed by my, uh, my uh, obsession optimism. Stop. But, uh, so where does he, he, this is something he's been playing very hard lately. And it was in last week's clip too, as I recall, when he made his predictions. He's, uh, he's finger wagging at the press that has been kissing his ass for 40 years. What, what is he talking about? They're miffed. I never see anything negative about Joey from the legacy media. Do you? Rarely. I mean, I know they fact check some of his stuff, but I think everybody was like, well, the optimism's going to ruin because you're coming off as a, uh, you're coming off as a total gloating prick, as you would have said. Mm. And that before the election, everybody, I think, was fearful because Biden, I'll give him credit, was the one guy that was like, no, I think we're fine. Yeah, I'm not worried. And, you know, the question is either is is Joey cognizant of the world around him or does he uh, just know that the fix is in that hard or I think, you know, does uh, does this finger on the pulse of America and whose fingers on Joey's pulse? That's all the questions we have, (laughs) I guess. I felt good during the whole process. I thought we were going to do fine. While any seat lost is painful, some good Democrats didn't win their last night. Democrats had a strong night. And we lost fewer seats in the House of Representatives than any Democratic president's first midterm election in the last 40 years. And we had the best midterm for governors since 1986. And another thing that we know is that voters uh, spoke clearly about their concerns about raising costs to the rising costs that they're in. And Oops, need to get inflation he, down. he misread the, he misread the teleprompter. They're raising, rising, you know, um, which he will do. I mean, we know that's a Joeyism. Yeah. Yeah. But notice it's all we, 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 it's us and you, it's just, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. How divisive this Cretan is. Isn't democracy divisive? Mm. At least Joey thinks it is. Yeah. A lot of people hurting. They're very concerned. And it's about crime and public safety. And they send a clear and unmistakable message that they want to uh, preserve our democracy and protect the right to choose uh, in this country. Now, I don't think anybody was voting for more crime, but uh, no, I mean, they ended up voting for more crime, but I don't think anybody knowingly was like, yeah, right. (laughs) We're doing great. And I don't know if this was from that particular event or another but here's somebody in the media that points out to joey and he doesn't like it by the way this clip ended i think this is from nbc darren and it ended with that uh you know little musical uh, bumper and the the uh the video over that was democracy it's who we are (laughs) how about that yeah the branding baby just just quote what the the fossil just said and just to Drive that on a little more. It's the branding. Well, who gave the message to whom? That's the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the question. But Joey doesn't like when this journalist, I think it might be somebody off of TikTok. So maybe not even a journalist dared to ask this question. Obviously, a lot of attention on 2024 now that the votes have been cast in the midterms. Two thirds of Americans in exit polls say that they don't think you should run for re-election. What is your message to them, and how does that factor into your final decision about whether or not to run for re-election? It doesn't. 
One, I like the immediate. It doesn't. It doesn't affect anything. People are just morons. And I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm yes. Joe. I'm King Joey. Right. Two thirds of the people that answered the poll says you shouldn't run. What does that do to you? Nothing. I don't care. Right. What's your message to them? To those two thirds. of Watch me. <laughs> yeah. I watch you. Joey says this a lot. The watch oh, me. He does. Watch me. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Is that a, is that a threat or uh is, is he of. getting it from his own party? You have to wonder if anybody in his own party is kind of like, you know, uh, this is your one whatever term. They whatever they challenge you, say, watch me. Is that what they're program, programming him to say? I think I so. Maybe. Or that's all he knows how to say. Like, you know, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, everybody knows somebody like that, too, especially you know, if you get your you know, grandfather a little bit older, but ornery. You know, it's like, you can't do that. Watch me. Yeah. Like, I wish he'd say, watch me and then attempt some cartwheels and somersaults and backflips. <laughs> That's what I want to watch. Do that, Joey. That would be entertaining. Wouldn't it? I mean, if he could do it, that would be even more entertaining. Whoa. <laughs> it's like, but yeah, I don't know this. The concept and the Republicans, again, drop the ball entirely with this democracy stuff because I didn't see anybody on the, the other Republicans side. Suck. Yeah. They do. Republicans deserve to lose. They deserve to lose. They have asked for us. They've begged for this and they deserve to lose. They were given a golden platter situation here. Yes. Yes. Midterms, people are hurting across the board. Mm. And again, history tells us in the midterm, the party that just took power of the presidency is going to lose big. Joey outperformed. This wasn't even like history, you know, just went along because this is what always happens. No, this went against history. And when times are good, they lose big. But no, somehow Joey is uh, he's the he's the Teflon man. Yeah. But AOC, she, I mean, she has people to blame, of course. And I just can't even believe she is. Uh, <laughs> she's around for another couple of years. That's something. Yeah. There is a major media outlet. There is a major news channel that is fueling political violence in this country. And we're acting like it's normal. It's not normal. Like I can tell you 110%. One of the largest sources of death threats that I get is Tucker Carlson. Wow. 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 Hmm. This is on so does she have any clips something. of does he does she have any clips of Tucker saying go uh, go threaten uh, her life? Or, no, but see, as, that, as you see on Twitter all the time, source question mark AOC yes. source question mark. <laughs> well, this is the problem, and this is the game that these imbeciles play because she'll go on and, and talk about this a little bit every uh, time. That dude puts my name in his mouth the next oh, day. She's, now she's talking like Will Smith. <laughs> oh, yes. Didn't she? Keep my wife's name out of your mouth. Exactly. But anytime Tucker says her name, she gets death threats. Hmm. Like, okay, so what's the answer to this Miss person in politics who is covered by news and he is news? Uh, what is the answer? Can he not? mention any politicians no, can that's kind of what it seems like she would like our I democracy know, does not really hold true if you can't even speak the name of the uh people in yes, power it does. it's remember darren it's not our democracy it's their democracy yeah, so, damn elitist. it's a little bit different 
I mean, this is like what stochastic terrorism is. It's stochastic. Like, <laughs> yes. There we go. I, mean, she's I love that out one. Big words. Stochastic. Joey would be like, what? But it's, it's, it's stochastic. Yeah. <laughs> this indirect. It's like when you have, when you use a very large platform to turn up the temperature and target an individual. Oh, you mean like Congress going after Donald Trump? Like that. Yeah. A really big platform. And she's talking about fucking yeah. Fox News. It's not that big of a platform anymore. Yeah. A much bigger platform would be the United States House of Representatives, mm. which went after Trump. The FBI. How about that is a really big platform? No, no, it's Tucker Carlson. That's the problem. Don't you see? It's not. It's yeah. not her and her cronies. No, it's just Tucker Carlson, because he even mentions her name. And she gets yes. death threats, and that's his fault. By the way, I checked uh, Tina Forde this morning, and uh, her her uh, profile picture once again says, fuck out of here. <laughs> so she's back to God just old-fashioned Tina. Back to Tina. Um, so anyway, and she, she there were no, no clippable uh, videos, regrettably. So It is a shame that she could not take AOC down. It really is. I was rooting for Tina. I like her. The area where she's from, I get it. They're kind of in lockstep. Yeah. That's what happens. It's hard to get change going. Mm -hmm. Until something happens. And then when something happens, because it's indirect, you say, oh, I had nothing to do with that. Right. Wait, what'd she say? Because it's in drag? What did she say? <laughs> no, that's Joey on a Friday. Indirect. Because he's not wow, really she saying. talks like Joey. Look, can you run that again? Yeah. I just want to hear that. Yes, because it's just like what you were saying. It's, uh, you know, what Tucker Carlson is saying is not asking people to actually go commit violence. He's he's daring to just tell you what AOC's policies are. And that's yeah. why people sent her death threats. But that's mm. his fault for showing what her policies are, right. because that's what's triggering people. If people just didn't know she was a total communist bitch, then maybe she wouldn't have the death threats. Until mm -hmm. something happens. And then when something happens because it's indirect, you say, oh, I oh. had nothing to do with that. Right. But yeah, that does. Yeah. It was not. She does not say the syllables correctly. It's yeah. like indirect. Yeah. Well, this is this is really much. Uh, this is uh, again, this is very similar to the gun control thing. Right. We don't, don't we don't need psycho control. We need gun control. Right. And so, again, psycho, you know, odds are somebody who's threatening her life is is some type of psycho. But instead, let's let's get Tucker. That's right. It. It's his fault. Right. I mean, with that said, I am completely for if anybody is dumb enough to make a direct threat to any sitting member of Congress, you have to realize you're going to be investigated and probably going to go to jail. Yeah. And that's just stupidity. But or, psychos or psychosis. Yes. But you can't complain and like, oh, well, it's because yeah. somebody on the news is doing right. their job. Exactly. Tucker Carlson, mm -hmm. God forbid anything happens, he plays a massive role in political violence. Whoa. Like it comes on his doorstep specifically. Yeah, that's that's a big fucking that's a big fucking uh, accusation. That really is. That really is. Has he answered this in any way? I have not seen, but um, if he does and we find it, that would be uh, yeah. content worthy. Yes, it would. Because Tucker, I mean, I don't always agree with Tucker, but he seems like a guy who is trying to get to the bottom of things. And he doesn't seem to be disingenuous and he doesn't seem to be like he is. Uh, he's straight out lying. I mean, they're again, 
you have I different would bet you, I would bet you that if you were if you tabulated <laughs> the number of death threats directed to Tucker Carlson versus AOC, his would be a multiple of what she receives. A multiple. Yeah, and he has less security, I'm guessing. Count on it. Yeah. <laughs> and he still and, and, goes yeah. out in public. I mean, that's he still uh, goes out in public. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's like I again, he's he's doing his job. If you disagree with him, mm-hmm. that's fine. But just because he is pointing out, you know, which I'm sure Glenn Beck took a lot of this because he was the guy 10, 15 years ago with the blackboard and making all the connections with Obama and Soros. I'm sure those people did not like being outed. No. But AOC, it's like you're a Congress critter. Of course, you're going to be talked about. You're not in the shadows. You were elected. Mm-hmm. So you are owned by the people. Of course, they're going to talk about you. But the violence now, I mean, she has an, a very good explanation. AOC does for the violence in New York. Oh. A lot of people think that crime is up. When we actually see that shootings are down, mm-hmm. when we see that huge indicators on, on the most violent crime in New York City is down, subway crime is up. But let's also note that subway crime is up after they committed so many more officers to the subway system. So that also tells us from a policy perspective, adding more cops to the subway isn't solving this problem. Mm-hmm. So there are other things that can solve this problem. What so the hell did that mean? More cops is bad. I guess. And she believes crime, violent crime is going down in New York, Mm. which I'll just echo what uh, Rick Rubin, Rick Rubin. um, What's his name? Paul Rubin. What's his first name? That was Pee Wee Herman. uh, Dave. (laughs) Dave. Dave Rubin. Dave Rubin. Yes, sir. And he he just came out and said, uh, anybody just come to New York. You don't don't even have to do anything. Just come to New York and look around Mm -hmm. and you'll see what the state of the city is. Sure. But no, AOC is going to tell you that, well, more cops are bad. You see, they put more cops down into the subway and the crime even mm. got worse. And there's other there's other figures that are coming down. The crime in you know, New York is not really bad. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. Sure. So, so has she traded in her, her Tesla yet because she doesn't know. like Musk? That's a good question. Right? <laughs> I don't know. Do you know that? I know there's a lot of people who are all of a sudden treating their Teslas like a MAGA hat, who are people that would never wear a MAGA mm. hat. So yeah. I don't know where that leaves them. Yeah. Because that's a, that was a pretty big purchase and it's probably hard to get rid of those cars right now, you know, cause um, mm. you know, inflation and all the things that aren't Joey's fault. Yeah. Nothing's Joey's fault. Nothing. No. It's like, but yeah, I think there's a lot of people all of a sudden how quickly you went from, hey, you drive a Tesla, you're a liberal douchebag, to, oh, my God, you're driving a Tesla? That's Elon's. <laughs> I mean, it's hilarious, really. Yeah. Because none of those things should be connected. I hate to tell you, Coca-Cola, you shouldn't have a political bone in that company. You should not be on one side or the other. Tesla, same thing. All these companies, yeah. like, you do realize. And I don't know if it was true or not, but there was a quote for years that went down that had been attributed to Michael Jordan yes, on why he never got political, which was because Republicans buy sneakers, too. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to be on one side or the other. And that's the easy way for Michael Jordan to get out of that kerfuffle, because once you have a mm-hmm. billion dollars, you're probably a conservative. Mm-hmm. Just guessing. 
probably, but not necessarily. No, that's true. But he seems like a smart guy, so he probably is. I mean, he, he he dares to wear, I think we talked about the one time, a watch to the NASCAR race that people are like, um, that's like a $125,000 watch. <laughs> no, yeah. it's like, that's like stuff you and I would never. It's like, nope. Michael mm-hmm. Jordan, he just, that's like an impulse purchase. Sure. Hey, would you like to buy that $150,000 watch while you're here? Ah, sure. Why not? Throw it in. Yeah. Give me two. Yeah, exactly. The first one, I might lose the first one. Might get scratched. Uh huh. Clean one. Give me both. But it's absolutely right. It's like you have to realize that this country is so evenly divided. And I still think it is evenly divided when it comes down to the way people think and feel. I think, however, that we're getting to the point to where people are just disengaging which they're, they're no different this vote cycle around which under 50 percent, i believe is the overall turnout of people that were eligible to vote as opposed to the people who voted mm-hmm. which means you can never really know how the people in this country think because the question is are the people that are apathetic and not voting i can't even make a guess on which side i think they're on because you can make the case for both which is well of course you know, you hear it here in Illinois. I'm sure you hear it in California. If you're a conservative, it's like, why do I have to waste my time going to vote for a Republican? I ain't going to win. It's pointless. So you could say the apathetic vote would be the ones that know their vote isn't going to matter. But that goes on both sides. There's people in California who are liberals who are like, it's always a liberal. It's always the Democrat. doesn't matter. Even though I want to vote for the Democrat, I don't have to waste my time because that's always True. the Democrat. Yeah. So it's a good question on exactly who's not voting. The only numbers that were interesting to me moving forward was that the Republicans made massive strides with both black voters and Hispanic voters, which surprises the hell out of me then that they didn't have a red wave. Hmm. Because the numbers you're like, ooh. You know, I mean, I think they picked up almost like 20% in Hispanic males. Mm-hmm. And I think it was double digits in black males. And the females were slightly behind, I think, in both. But still mm-hmm. a pretty solid increase from yeah. where they had been. It's hard to say. It really is it hard is. to say. It is. Now, you've got a clip. Oh, the Scott Lobito on Saturday Night Scott. Live. Yeah. I know that it was an interesting episode. I haven't seen. And he, there was a clip of it on no agenda with Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak. Yeah. Uh, I've, Dave I've Chappelle. not seen it, but uh, I, heard, I heard there was, as you would say, a kerfuffle about this. And Scott is in, <laughs> you know, rare, rare Scott form, man. He's really, he's on fire. So well, gotta, yes. Cause anybody who doesn't know, I mean, yeah. the Dave Chappelle has been causing some waves. Yes. And they invited him to host Saturday night live. And I guess a vast majority of the writers are like, then we're not writing for this episode. Yeah, I heard that, that. Well, according to Scott, it was just one. I'd heard that there was there was more, and I also, like I said, I haven't seen this. I don't watch SNL, um, but also allegedly, like at the, I guess at the end of every show, everybody comes out and crowds around the host, and they lock arms and sway and sing "Kumbaya," whatever. Right? They leave and him out there alone. Well, I don't know <laughs> if he's alone, but I think there was a you know a market drop in the uh, in number of people who uh, would flank him there. So some were pissed off and boycotted the uh, you know the the closing hug. So, wow. I don't know. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Here's something funny. 
Ironically, it's about comedy. I heard today that one of the writers, comedy writers, for Saturday Night Live decided to boycott tonight's Saturday Night Live because Dave Chappelle happens to be the host. Now, hear this. You, that comedy writer who gets the right jokes all day, every day, humiliating, embarrassing, and making fun of any fucking body in the world that you choose without repercussions or worries. Who the fuck do you think you are being judge and jury? Selective enforcer of what another comedian can say humorously. See, it's pieces of shit like you. You oversensitive, politically correct, hypocritical, do as I say, not as I do, jerk-offs that are fucking up the fun all the time. So here's something funny for you. Fuck off. Hey, what's funny about that? <laughs> right. That's Scott's Scott hasn't been that hot in a while. I think he's really, it's good. Yeah. Well, so. when it comes to entertainment, I think comedy is the, the little sector of it. That is the hottest button issue. No matter what, because by its very rules, they're there to push boundaries. And once you live in a society where, oh, no, pushing boundaries is scary, then I don't know how comedians even do their jobs. Because there have been, you know, when we were growing up, there were, there were comics that would tell jokes about, you know, the Asians driving. Well, now that would be hate speech. Yeah, but you're right. But there's still there's a lot of comics who became, you know, fabulously successful who never really went down a, a political uh, road at all. You know, think, think about Seinfeld. I can't, I can't think of a, a single joke he told ever in that realm. And going back to the, you know, the old guys, the Bob Hopes and Eddie Youngs and stuff like that, they never touched it. It was always a third rail issue. Um, I, think, I think there's this, if, even now, if you take a guy like Sebastian Maniscalco, who's a very funny guy, never goes there, ever, 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 ever. And I think he's very wise not to. Um, so there's a certain, I guess there's a certain strata of comedians who um, will dare get into that, uh, into those weeds at their peril. Well, but know? at this point, the weeds are anything to do yeah, with that's gender right. and sexuality. Yeah. You know, anything. I mean, unless you're yeah. making fun of a straight white guy, then it's fine. Then it's fine. Yes. Anybody else? No. Then it's, it's the third rail topic. Seinfeld, I would uh, offer up that their final episode, which I mean, everybody hated anyway, I think where they get put in jail for watching a guy get beat up, you know, the, the good Samaritan law. Mm-hmm. I think that would be uh, even worse today. I don't know if that could happen. Probably not. No, there's a lot of Seinfeld. That, no, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's just the content. You're right. There was I mean, a lot of stuff. In fact, I, the soup I did Nazi. a show about that way back, like four or five years ago. And somebody did a, uh, a survey and they played a bunch of, of selections, clips from Seinfeld episodes to college students right and they went they went ape shit that's not funny i don't like that shut that shit off it was it was mind-boggling and it was the most i thought it was the most uh basically uh inconsequential inoffensive stuff i'd ever seen but yes. they were rip shit furious yeah they did the same with friends i mean that because you could never make friends today even though that seemed like one of the most vanilla non-offensive yeah. shows god yeah <laughs> known to man and it's interesting how quickly the entertainment world has changed. I mean, we've been just watching a bunch of old television and we watched the OC because Bandrew mm-hmm. mentioned the OC and I'm like, ah, well, if Bandrew's mentioning it 
and he wanted he said i want to watch some escapism it's teenage melodrama and you know back way back in the day i watched dawson's creek when it was originally on but we never watched the oc and then after we watched the oc i'm like well there's you know the only thing it says similar is one tree hill which we had never watched and i'm like oh a young sophia bush well that's that's interesting for me so mm-hmm. i'll watch this but there was an episode like third or fourth season where the one girl thought she was pregnant and another girl who had an abortion makes an impassioned plea to her not to have an abortion that you will regret it you know Mm. this is not just something to be taken lightly and i said to my wife i'm like this couldn't be on television today i would not fly today no 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 because just having that alternate reality just having somebody say hey you know what i went through this and it's not fun it's not something that should be celebrated it's a horrible thing that you're probably going to regret for the rest of your life know that going in that's hate speech right and it's sad because this is the kind of stuff that anybody should know before making a life altering decision. Of course, you're seeing more things now. I saw an article the other day of a young person who is suing the doctor that did their trans surgery when they were like 12 or 13, 14 years old, because now they're like, that fucked up my life. Mm-hmm. And rightfully so. Like Children should not be able to make those kind of decisions. Oh, you know, you're wrong. There's a big push to lower that voting age to 16. Uh-huh. Well, then, by the way, the age I was of consent make a better come down too, right? With this, with this election, there's something I noticed that maybe somebody in the troll room would know. There was a really goofy, fun, if you want to watch a movie that's a great kind of guilty pleasure, fun, freaky fucking thing, um, it's from the 60s and it's called Wild in the Streets. And it's a movie about a guy, a rock star, who becomes president, right? And his, he, uh, he, uh, he's about, he's, I guess he's in his late 20s. And part of his platform was a, a song that he made a hit called 14 or Fight because they want the voting age <laughs> lowered to age 14. Okay. All right. Spoiler alert. He turns 30 and now he's fucked. <laughs> he, he's, anybody over 30 is like criminalized and just, you know, it's really wild. They, they poison the, uh, the, the drinking water in Los Angeles with LSD. And it's, it's really insane. Shelly Winters is in it. It's nuts. But here's, here's a part of freaky call of 40 in times. Okay. For art imitating life. This character's name, Darren was Max Frost. Ooh. And his band, it was Max Frost and the troopers. And damned if there's not a guy who was elected, he's 25 years old, somewhere in Florida, and his name is Max Frost. This is where we start playing the Rod Serling Twilight Zone music. Get the theremin going. Why do we have a theremin sounder? What the fuck is wrong with us? I know. Adam's got that. Where's ours? We need need some clips from the Podfather, a little theremin to play in the background, a little special segment for every show of the weird the weird and the wild (laughs) you never know what you're going to find here on planet rage we are a value for value podcast and we do have a few people to thank for today's show which is always very much appreciated we're glad you're listening i knew we'd be getting under some skin with the election issues and and hopefully uh making people feel a whole lot better about it because you know either way uh we're not completely in the toilet yet i mean we may be getting there but it usually doesn't help to it doesn't help to panic not quite yet mm-hmm. but coming in with $20 today with a note that says for two of my favorite podcasters Darren and Larry 
XOXO Kendra Lamont with 20 bucks. And I'm like, well, wait, just two of, I mean, who else was better? Kendra. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Thank you, Kendra. I mean, come Thank on. Who much. are you going to put John and Adam? No, that yeah, Darren on, and really. Larry way better. Thank you. <laughs> but thank you, Kendra. Coming thank in you so much, Kendra. With a new monthly donation. And well, I, he, he donated to no agenda recently. And I'm like, Hey, did you hear Dvorak? He, he, he butchered your name. Oh, so uh, now, now I have to be, <laughs> I have to be extra careful. Well, uh, Serenivus Murti, I know you've interacted uh, with him many, a many time. times. He's a very cool dude. Funny guy. If you're not Funny following guy. him on the Twitters and the, uh, yes. and the uh, no agenda socials, yes. but he started a 1001 monthly donation. And that is very much appreciated. And thank you. At least I think we get it closer with the name. I think that's it. I mean, Dvorak was like Srani, this, uh, Srinna, and it's like, she called him Trini Lopez. It was right? pretty close, Probably, pretty close yeah. to it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, just, he, need, he needs the bigger text. You can, you can make that bigger on the screen. Yeah. Well, I think on Twitter, he goes by Srini, which makes it some, a little bit easier. S-R-I-N-I, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's it. Yes. So. And our buddy Net Ned, right from the streets of Detroit, coming in with 10 bucks. Net Ned. And I believe a monthly from Tim Heasel, 10 bucks. No note. Thank I you, mean, Tim. we can always throw notes in because eventually we get down to comic strip blogger and there is a note. Uh, yeah. Note. It's a boost. 15,033 sats. I don't know how the sats are doing today, but mm. I believe just to let everybody know that. These notes are now being written. CSB hired somebody to write the notes for him. Now I don't even know. Get how out of here! I, you're he, serious? Yeah, he's got mm. now. He's got Gwiff writing the notes, and he's paying him to do this. I, th- I don't know. He I don't know hired. what their thing is. He said hired, so I assumed. It. <laughs> yeah, he's the hired help. <laughs> he said Daza and Laza. I guess that's Darren and Larry and Gwiff. Okay. Check out blog www.csb.lol for Max giggles, but also light the use to dynamite infotainment about most important technological advancement for society artificial intelligence just instruct your audience <clears throat> audience add the sumptuously sultry solve of tv show develops it's salve solve why would you why would salve, you use- is it s-a-l-v-e yeah it's like salve right. like what that's a synonym for ointment yeah, yeah it's like but salve yeah the sumptuously sultry salve of TV show developer Gregory Foreman's voice will soothe you through the future. Yo, and it's signed CSB, but I think he's got that's he's got people doing this now. And I like the CSB was better when he was like, it's the silky, smooth, velvety voice of Gregory William Forsyth Foreman from Kent. I was surprised he didn't like give our, his address and phone number and everything in case people were in Kent. <laughs> maybe Gwiff's like stop that csb don't tell people where i am do not dox yeah you can find him at one of his pubs though and if you find Gwiff, i'm sure he'll buy you a beer yeah he's a good guy he's a good guy but we thank everybody for promoting and helping us uh spread the word for the show we appreciate everybody who financially came in today to help keep we the do. microphones on and everything sounding good and if you leave a review for the show that is helpful if you yeah. want to send us some financial support, go to planetrage.show slash donate. All of the information is there. Don't think, oh, that amount is too small. Thanks to Joeyflation. The small amounts are now big. 
I mean, that's, that's how, true. That's true. <laughs> you know, there's a positive from a negative. Uh-huh. <laughs> it really is. Like, what's, yeah. what the hell's going on here? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, did you guru wants to know if you want to be the Republican presidential candidate? I, I don't think you want that kind of hassle. <laughs> is he asking me or you? You. He no, doesn't want me. No, no. I, I, mean, I, he knows I don't want me. anything to do with politics. No, no. We just like to comment on it. It's a way better gig. Yeah. Although it all depends. I've thought about this because our town is just a very small little, a small little hamlet. And, you know, once I found out, because this is like my buddy Dave, who's the mayor mm-hmm. in a town around here. And it's like, hey, so what do you get paid? And he's like, it's like 12,000 a year. And I'm like, fuck that shit. Well, he should move to LA. Yeah. City council idiots here get about 200K a year. Damn. Yeah. See, now that yeah, I would damn. like go sit on for one meeting a week, like to answer. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. There's got to be money in it. But of course, yeah. the minute there's money in it, then the assholes come out to play. Mm-hmm. It's not the, uh, you know, it's not the civic service at that point. Right. It's just a really good job. It is not uh, serving the public year looking for a paycheck. Mm hmm. And power. Yeah. Well, I mean, a little power is always fun every now and then. But do you have any idea what's coming up on this week's That Larry Show? We know everybody needs to tune in on Wednesdays or thereabouts to hear you and or me on Random Thoughts. Because, you know, they can't get just, they don't get enough of us just on Planet Rage. Yes, they need they need regular dosages of uh, Darren and Larry. Uh, I don't know if this week's is a jump ball, but last week's, you know, it's, you, I'm sure you go through this thing too. You, you put together a show and you wrap it up and you post it and you either think to yourself, holy shit, I just hit one out of the park or yeah, it might be a single, <laughs> you know, may, maybe a double. Well, this one really shocked me. It was called What Will Future Man Look Like? And uh, people Fetterman. loved it. <laughs> yeah, Fetterman's in there. Um, uh, uh, Dr. Levine, Richie Levine, and AOC and Jabba the Hutt. Because what, what, what triggered this was there was a big article. Uh, it was kind of blazing the, the internet about a week ago uh, with this exact theme. What will people look like in 100 years? That's a pretty rapid uh, arc for any type of uh, evolution, 100 years. So that kind of grabbed me. And um, I dug deep into this and did a clip, a kind of a... a I answered this guy as he went through a clip. Anyway, people dug it, so you can get that right now. And then what do you what do you got for um for random thoughts? I don't. They're always different, and that's the beauty always of different. the solo show. Because I keep trying to figure out: is there a particular genre? I mean, is there a particular yeah. format that this show should mm-hmm. follow? And a lot of them are just like, well, there's a few things in the news I want to talk about, but then there's weeks where it's like I really don't want to talk about the news. Yeah. So I go out into left field and I'll talk about something like NASCAR who I'm like, well, I know nobody cares about this, but I this, do. right. This is what I want to talk about. And those are usually the shows that have the best response and new people all of a sudden popping yes. in with donations. Like, Hey, I love that. So well, that's one of, that's one of your very uh, uh, amazing uh, strengths in what you do, because you, you, I mean, everybody can relate to the political stuff you do. It's so easy, really. But you go off onto the weeds and things that I really don't never gave a shit about, like baseball, trading cards, uh, NFTs. But you managed to hook me and and make it very interesting. So at the end of the thing, I know all kinds of stuff about stuff I really didn't care about. But now I find it fascinating. So that's that's what Darren does. That's really I think that's amazing. Thank so you. Well, it's, it's all about taking something and making an analog to something everybody understands. Yeah. be like, well, here's why this matters. And here's why mm-hmm. I think it was interesting. 
and then you hope everybody yep. else does it. But if not, you know, there's always next week. Yes. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. They can always hit the skip button, go back to an older show, go back to a newer show. I mean, yeah. it's amazing to me. You look at the the archive of random thoughts and that Larry show, and it's like there's when you start out doing a show like this, you're like, wow, am I ever gonna get to like five episodes? And then somehow you're looking back going, I did what? How many hundreds? Wow. Yeah. It's mind blowing. It really is. I'm going into my it's gonna be um I'm completing the sixth year this December. It'll be seven after late December. How about that? Yeah, well, I remember when you were was celebrating the one hundredth episode it had to be where you're like sending yeah. in some audio clips mm. and now yes. it's like what the three, four I'm at I'm at three eighty eight, I think. This will be th- plus another forty bonus episodes, so it's well over four hundred. Yeah. And soon you'll be hitting episode four hundred. So everybody needs to go over to that Larry show.com. Subscribe. Leave a review, go to random thoughts, R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com. And that way you can get your planet rage fix, even when you're not getting planet rage. And then there's a bunch of other great podcasts out there. If you listen to a show all the time, support the shows because, you know, by inflation and all. Mm -hmm. With that said, we will be back next week on Monday. We'll have another dental story to tell because I'm going back tomorrow for. Oh, stop. Wait, (laughs) wait, wait. Stop. Stop the fucking, you're not going anywhere. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Talk about burying the lead. Uh Oh, Darren, what the fuck is going on? It's like 95% better. I went in, they did a couple adjustments and they're like, well, there is a cavity in the tooth right above, which I've known. And that was going to originally going to be done in December. And she's like, let me do that cavity and see if I can adjust that tooth just a slight bit more to fix it. Otherwise. They're going to have to redo the crown, which I get they don't want to do that. But obviously, the crown is uh, is the issue. There's no question that the crown is the issue. And it's I, I don't really care how you fix it as long as it's fixed. But I kind of you know thought back when they put the temporary crown on. There was adjusting that had to be done. It's like they did a decent amount of grinding the temporary one down so i'm wondering if they use like the same mold on the actual crown without adjusting for whatever they did to make it work because with the temporary crown i had no problems whatsoever so i'm guessing the size and shape of this thing is just off a little bit Mm -hmm. but i think there's only so much you can take off a crown before you're you know out of space (laughs) you're out of material so the crown, I'm assuming, I mean, I've never had one I'm thinking this is, this is like a, like a, a crown, like a, a cap, something that fits Correct. over the existing tooth. Correct. Right? And it has to, and where is this done at the dentist? Do they take measurements and send it out somewhere? How does that work? They send them out to me. I mean, some dentists can do them with machines in their office. Now this okay. one don't, they go out and they send out for them, but they do a, you know, kind of like a plaster cast of your mm-hmm. mouth before they even start doing the work. So you bite into this right. stuff and you have to like hold it for 60 seconds and it's kind right. of like rubbery. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that's what they use to make the temporary crown, which they did. But then it was like, Oh, well there's extra material or something that needs to be ground off. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing maybe that was the same kind of thing that happened with the full crown. So it's, I mean, I know it's probably so, going to end up costing the dentist money if they have to redo the crown. I don't know if they screwed something up. Or it was the temporary and the, and the, and the new crown two completely different items, or was the temporary just 
for okay. Yeah, the temporary. So it sounds like it make, sounds like it sounds like their vendors fucking you. Whoever this guy is, right? He's. I mean, they just can't get it right. I mean, it's insane. Well, they've never taken it off to redo it. They've been trying to adjust it just I by see. just I by see. using their magic little uh, you know grinders and drills to take a little bit of material off. Because I'm sure the problem is you know tenths or hundredths of an inch of difference. Oh, yeah. It's not uh, sure, sure. So it's it's a very uh, a small change. I'm guessing that has to be made, but mm. let's yeah. hope. I mean, at least they know it's not like hey, there's nothing we can do. It's well, let's let's do the tooth right above it. Yeah, and once that's done, then if we're still having the issue, they'll have to redo the crown. Yeah, but again, well, that's that's on them, not on me. I was thinking about you and your and your thing, your dental um, troubles when I was doing last week's show about uh, you know the evolution of people, and it was very heavy on science, right? The wonders of science, all these all these prosthetics that are going to be so so fantastic, you know. And I, I checked dentistry goes back the first evidence of dentistry is 7,000 years old. Yes, it is not a new science. It is not a new science. And if you think about it, really, you're talking about a mechanical appliance. That's all the fuck it is. It's really no different than the tread on a tire. Right, really. Except it's organic. And they still haven't fucking figured it out. Yet, they think they can tinker with a DNA string. Don't they? Yeah, which is the, the 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 level of complexity of that compared to a fucking tooth is immeasurable. Right, you're like this is, <laughs> and people go trust the science. I trust the science. <laughs> you're like you're just making a piece that has to fit, yeah. and then uh, yes, I don't know. It is yeah. kind of amazing, and it's like I don't, uh, you know, don't normally like point the fingers and be like, well, they don't know what they're doing because I do realize stuff happens every now and then that maybe was out of their control, but sure. You know, as long as it's going to get fixed, that's uh, that's where I'm still on it. And uh, if not, then we'll definitely be reporting back and having a lot more fun. Now, is there and now since they're they're just with, you know, micro measurements, um, I I assume sort of grinding this thing down so it stops puncturing your cheek. Right. When you when you chew, is there a point where they go, hey, fuck this, let's just rip this off and put a new one on. Well, that I think is what they're getting close to with the crown, because I don't know how much material there is, because as you said, it's covering what's left of the old tooth. And, you know, there's like a post that is put in and that's what holds the thing down on and they glue it into. So, of course, if the crown only has X amount of material and you grind down past it, well, then all of a sudden you're putting a hole in the crown. And uh, and then that's that's the problem, because it's not a solid object where, you know, that's why they're like, well, you're the, the. tooth right above it we can grind a little bit because that's your tooth so you know you've yeah. got some space you can go with it but uh mm. gotcha hey we're just hoping for the best well let's let's do some <laughs> let's all do some tooth karma for darren everybody yes. we Come need on, some, get this going we need yeah. some uh, i want this story over with by next week i want you to have a, your your ultra bright smile back and no more no more abrasions on the inside of that cheek i know it would be nice it's it is better now that i don't have to think about it every time mm-hmm. i chew you know Good. it is it more now it, when it kind of happens you just kind of feel like it brushing so i think they got like 95 percent there mm-hmm. so hopefully one little adjustment will do it otherwise i'll be looking for a good a good dentist in the troll room Any, anybody anybody <laughs> out there mine sensational fly out to la this guy's great sounds like a party and he hates commies oh well so. that's even better yeah 
Are there pointy yeah. chicks as his dental assistants? He's a boy, is she? <laughs> yeah, really. Now, now I see why this is your dentist of choice. <laughs> I'll be flying yeah. right out. <laughs> so there. Maybe I'll be hoping for some bad dental karma just Maybe. so I can, I can get that yeah. experience. But we'll all find out next week. Same rage time, same rage channel. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. I am the science.